How are we doing, everybody? Welcome to Beers at the Turn, presented by Boot Crew Media. In studio, we have myself, Chris, and a very special guest, Mr. Rob Head himself. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen. Awesome of, to be here. Of course, we got Sean on Zoom. He's a little, up, a little dim right now. Yeah. That's all right. But you know by what? De- by design. By design. By design. By design. The mystery is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Rob, kind of talk to us a little bit about your career in the game. Obviously, we talked earlier today. This is going to be an utter shit show. (laughs) We're going to get off topic so many times. But kind of introduce us to how you got into the game, what you currently do in the game. Yeah. And and floor is yours, bud. Well, I mean – I think if you've been around for any length of time, my other self, you know, honest to God, if you've ever seen my, so I go by the screen name, Rob Opti on bomb squad, golf works, yada, yada, yada. This is the first time I've ever shown my face ever. I've never said who I am. I was about to say on social media, it's, you don't have a picture. I, no, one picture you never of do it. It's a breakthrough. It you've all, been exposed. Yeah, Beers so it, at the turn first. Yeah. So it was, uh, always, you know, I've just, um, 10,000 years ago, I was a, I'll, I'll kind of give you a brief story how I got into golf, but I was a four-year scholar tennis player and picked up golf easy, which, you know, all, all a golf drive is, is a Western grit forehand, slap your left hand on it, away you went. So I started hitting, hitting drivers and uh, moved here from Dallas, started playing in Dallas. Uh, kind of long story short, through whatever, I started competing in long drive when Remax was still the big deal. And uh, I would be what would consider... I was top 10%, not the guys that are just killers. And there is a huge difference. But I could get to the Vegas level qualifier and whatever. And just for whatever God knows what reason, three of my best friends in the world are Jason Zubak, Brian Pavlet, and Sean Fister, who have won a total of 10 REMAX titles between them. So I just kind of socially got involved in that group. And And then it got to the point where, you know, they would go do outings and things like that and I'd hang out with them. So I just, I met more and more people met uh, uh, the developer of this product here and I would meet people behind the scene and I just got more and more involved. And then the internet launched and um, at that point in time, but kind of before really social media caught in where it's at now, I had Cobra and Pinnacle and all these companies just feeding me information because, you know, the internet was new. It It was a brand new thing. And won't get into all the details. I don't think it matters. But for God knows what happened, um, just kind of an idea spawned to do a golf shaft company. But um, and I have different beliefs on on golf. I mean, golf, in my opinion, is shrinking, but it's getting very niche. Um, so I developed a line of shafts through Valix. Um, and let, let's just be freaking honest: if you don't have fucking gas, don't even call me. I only make shafts for people with <laughs> fucking yeah. ass. Big hitter. If Long. you're not a hunt, and uh, it, it got to the point where I just got sick of telling people to go away, but uh, I just make X and up and, and do long drive shafts and things like that. But it not just, and people equate that to just stiff, and that's not really true. And we can talk about that, but um, control shafts, really high powered players. And that's all I wanted to make. I don't make ladies. I don't make regular. I, I'll never appear to Edwin Watt store or anything like that. I just, I just don't care, but it was, I had the luxury that it was a hobby. And again, this, you know, looking back, 
I knew it was going to be a hobby, but you know, I, I, there's the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. Coming full circle to where I am now, things have definitely changed how I look back at what I do, but um, still doing great on the shaft side, getting ready to launch a whole new line of prototypes, kind of COVID um, stalled me a little bit, but uh, that was more of a production issue. But um, it's just, a, for me, it's a hobby and testing extremes of things. And, you know, I put chicks on my shafts and I have Stormy and I'm, you know, I'm one of the hottest <laughs> girls in the world doing modeling for me. Yeah. Um, I just, I decided very early on it was going to be who I was. I just have fun with it. I get shit all the time. Uh, I have gotten, I could tell you some interesting, well, we can, we can talk about it, but I got lit up by a reporter at the PGA show once. And uh, well, I'll tell you this. So I got, I'm a jump around kind of guy. If that's cool with you guys. Oh, so, dude, we're, we got nothing but time. Yeah, so, yeah. you, you brought, you brought about, you know, three yeah. grand worth of bourbon. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we, uh, we, so the, uh, the I don't year mind I launched, sick tomorrow for work. So the year I launched my uh, shaft company, um, I was the TV sponsor on ESPN for the last year that Remax was officially filmed, filmed rather, aired live on ESPN. And, you know, I had a pretty big impact. I went through an amazing amount of inventory. I was shocked. And again, I was having a great time. I had the luxury of having four or five of my best friends using the stuff. So Jason, you know, Zubac used it, Golfzilla. Um, Sean used it, Brian, I had 10 other guys, uh, Aaron Mansfield. I had two time champ, Mike Dobbin, um, Kevin Buller, a few other guys, but you know, all of my guys were scratch or better, 150 or better, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, I'm walking around the PGA show or I'm sorry, the PGA merchandise show. Well, you know, look, my shafts have the silhouette of a girl and nothing on. And, uh, this bitch from this magazine, and I won't say the magazine, but she was there. And if you want to fit, you'll be able to figure out which one it was, but she walked up to me and I was actually ready for it. Um, but she's like, you know, Hey, I heard you had a really good year and, you know, congratulations for the ESPN deal and things like that. I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it and all that. And she's like, you know, how are sales going? Oh yeah, they're going great. And she goes, well, don't you think you're objectifying women and objectifying women and, and using them as a sex object to really just push profit and put money into your bank? I said, really? I said, well, let me ask you a question. Your magazine just put Blair O'Neill on the cover of your magazine in a string bikini and put a graphite dick between her legs and called it journalism. And then did a 10 page spread on every girl in the PGA or LPGA who's hot in a bikini with a golf club in their picture. And that is art and journalism. But I put a three eighths inch piece of paint on a golf shaft and you call it porn. I looked at her square in the face and said, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and she, How was that taken? <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I'm going to give this girl credit. She looked me square in the face. I don't think she was ready for that direct an answer, but I was ready for it. And she thought about it for a minute. She said, and I just stood there stoned. She's like, you're right. I'm like, right. I said, as a matter of fact, and I have the shaft sitting 10 inches from my face. That is technically a font. It's called trucker font. If you've ever been going down yeah. the street right. and seen the, it is actually an A through Z font called trucker. And I forget what letter it was. Now, granted, we have Stormy. We've done some silhouettes of her and things like that. But I'm like, 
It's three eighths of an inch. That's it. It's paint. It's an outline. Doesn't even show any, you know, a nipple or anything like that. That's just a girl, right? She sat there for a minute. She's like, "Wow, you're right." She goes, "Apology offered." I said, "Apology accepted." (laughs) (laughs) And I walked away, and I never heard about it ever again. But you see, in that situation. That doesn't happen often. Uh-uh. No, it's so most of the time you just have to be like, well, you know, it's art, however you interpret it. But <laughs> you were just kind of like, hey, sit down. I'm about to fuck you up with some yeah. truth. Well, look, and all you have to do is go back and figure out who put Blair O'Neill on the cover. Of and she did. She was sitting there, broad eagle, green bikini with a driver there. You know what? Sextel, sorry, it does. It's the only yeah. thing that keeps LPGA oh. on TV. Hate to tell you, ladies, it's the only reason anyone tunes in. Sorry, Shen Shen. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, not zero. Yeah. Well, their viewership is zero. Hate to say it, it's true, but um, God, I'm going to get lit up over this probably now. I, oh, I, you're getting canceled, pal. Oh, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it's the only time anyone's seen your face. Yeah, it's the only time anyone's seen your face. Pull me on Spotify, whatever. I don't care. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, I don't know how we got off track. But no, it's uh, so the, the company itself, you know, the, the thing I knew is that if I was going to make, you know, and, and JC, the guy that owns Valix, he's brilliant to the point of being savant. He's almost impossible to talk to. Uh, I'll have to tell you a funny story how we ended up with the graphics. We were both drunk when it happened. Um, but taking all the funny stuff aside, all the, the the girls, this and all that, the important thing was that we knew if I was going to be a really a one-trick pony, the shaft had to be really, really good. And the one thing I do take pride in, we talked about it earlier, uh, the one time I brought my play shaft, quote unquote, the Agera out into the wild, which I don't manufacture anymore. Um, my golf spy put it in their lowest spinning driver, lowest spinning shaft test, and it won by a mile. Now, that doesn't mean it's a two by four, but the guts were good. So I decided I'm going to, I'm just chasing this ultra niche, but you know, the advantage for me, I'm very successful, thank God, in other aspects of life. So for lack of a better word, I don't need to even sell a single shaft. I do, which allows me kind of a real luxury to deal with people more one-on-one. And it, it, I have less customers. Um, I talk to a specific player. I mean, the guys I talk to can freaking mash it. And since I have done fittings for, I, I can't even count how many guys, you know, I get guys that call me all the time. Oh, I'm 125 and whatever. I'm sorry. I've done fittings for a hundred guys, a buck 45 plus. I know exactly what happens in a golf swing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of knew what to do and how to do it. And um, so the shaft line itself, although it is small and does what, you know, and I'm getting you ready to relaunch an entire new line of, of shafts. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a, re- you know, that's actually the best word for me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's taken me into places that I probably wouldn't have gotten. Um, it's introduced me to people that I probably wouldn't have met. Um, it is fun making a product. It really is. And it looks cool and it's a, it's a talking point. So, well, you, you were just talking and we we were talking about it before, but you were saying that you fit tons of guys and stuff like that. Now, 
who are who are some notable names that maybe the listeners would know or anyone else, you know, on the PGA that have tried your stuff? Oh well, uh, now let's be very clear. When it comes to a PGA fitter, um, <clears throat> anyone that knows anything <clears throat> about me on the internet, I'm relatively close to Callaway. I'm relatively close to Ping. I am ultra close to Cobra, but at tour level, I am a supplier. So the very first matter of fact, here it is right here. That is a Ricky Fowler prototype Aguera. Um, when we first did, so one of my best friends in the entire world is the tour manager for Cobra, who online I've been calling him since the dawn of time, Cobra Pimp Daddy. Um, that's how you referred to it to us when you would come in well, to the shop. <clears throat> so, well, now I'm allowed to say his name. So before the internet became what it is, uh, me and Ben had an agreement. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, look, man, I'll show you some of the craziest shit you've ever seen. And, and if you've ever followed me on golf works, I actually went out to Cobra and did this big expose for him and things like that. <clears throat> he's like, look, and I don't mean to speak for Ben, but I know he wouldn't have a problem. He's like, I don't want to hear from these fucking maniacs on the internet. They're all crazy anyway, and they all suck. I, I deal with a whole different clientele. Maybe you've heard of them, Ricky, Bryson, whatever. So don't say my goddamn name. Fine, I'm going to say your name. So I called him Cobra Pimp Daddy. Matter of fact, claim to fame is my contact picture for him on my phone. I was at Cobra. I took a black Sharpie and wrote Cobra Pimp Daddy on this massive piece of paper and taped it to his door. And as I'm doing it, the CEO of Cobra, Bob Fillion, walks up to me. He goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm putting Pimp Daddy's name on his door. <laughs> and he just looked at me. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, it sat there for like a month, apparently. And apparently, <laughs> housekeeping eventually took it. But, uh, no, so um, Fowler did try it. Um, one of the ways I get in with Fowler, because we had some you do what's called benchmarking. You know, I had some, I had some very specific ideas where I wanted the shaft to be. And, uh, I'm, and a lot of the things I'm going to say in this broadcast or whatever, if we if we talk tech, I'm going to layman's term a lot of things. If you want to talk tonnage and, and fiber and T 1100, and we can do all that. Um, but, um, you know, I knew what the benchmark for what Ricky was at the time, which is a whiteboard 73X, 277 CPM, tipped one inch, 205 head at 45. So that gave me an idea where I needed to be. Little counterbalancing on the whiteboard, which mine at the time was. So we produced, and and by the way, and if, and if anyone doesn't know, and then you don't need to know, but... Shafts are done by computer now. I mean, you could call me tomorrow and say, hey, Rob, you know, I love the 277 CPM. I'd love 280 computer program. Done. 280 the next day. So we pumped out 20, 277, 76 ram for him, and he hit him. And he couldn't keep it in the air. So, but he was trying to tip it. Mine had a little bit nastier tip than the whiteboard. Whiteboard's real weak in the ass end. Um, so Fowler was my first... Uh, this is the second Fowler prototype, which was the softer tip version of it. Um, Bryson has tested both long drive and the nastiest shit that I made in Aguera. Um, we did an experiment with him. Matter of fact, this year at no way Bryson did an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, I met him. I have to tell you a grip story. I use Bryson grips. 
of the, the jumbo max he, yeah. he personally gave me a lesson at zurich and got me using this grip and it's the greatest thing i've ever done and i've never not used them since and i can tell you why he, he uses them anyway um but um i've been doing some experimenting with guys at ultra high speed and you know like uh for example uh right now the the, the fastest guy on the planet is kyle berkshire yeah who is, by the way one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's a stick too. He's a player. He yeah. can play. He is. He's a shot. Um, but nice. Um, we never worked together. We were very, very close. And he ended up going with Patterson. Uh, and more power to him. You know. Um, one of the things that actually kind of helped me this year with long drive shafts, ironically, even though he's hitting a competing shaft, is it was. And by the way. I have been preaching this shit for five years and no one would listen to me. They leaked his CPM numbers on his shaft. Kyle Berkshire hits the equivalent of a ladies flex in long drive. 238 CPM at 48. You can take the driver and just bend it. It's an L flex. <clears throat> but what happens at ultra high speed, uh, he's using wine. It, Patterson's a wound shaft, you know, a whole different philosophy versus a layup. Um, but good is good. You know, I always explain to people this, you know, they're all worried about what the shaft does and, oh my God, I, I need kick point that and all that, which doesn't exist by the way. It's total bullshit. Um, and I'm going to say some things, by the way, that fitters would argue with me on that they can all go fuck themselves. Oh no, we, 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 we say some stuff on yeah. here too. Like, you know, when they talk about fitters and yeah, stuff like that, so full of shit. Like my, my big thing on this is, is salute. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. By the way. Cheers. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Big dick Joe. Um, but my thing when it comes to fitting and granted, I, I made a living off fitting people mm -hmm. when I worked in the shop. Um, I absolutely hated when uh, 15, 18, 20 handicap would come in and be like, oh, I think I'm ready to get fitted for a new set of irons. I'm like, no, you really don't, dude. You fucking suck. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, you're still working on perfecting your swing. Yep. Once you get that down, come back and get fitted for irons. That's exactly right. But you get all these Tom, Dick, and Harrys, these these golf coaches, these golf gurus that are oh. like, you need to get fitted for this set of irons. Why? It's going to change yeah, in six cares? months. Because if a Joe Blow off the street gets fitted, it does not help you. Because what helps you getting fitted is hitting the same exact spot on the club face 10 out of 10 times. But these amateurs off the street cannot do that. They're off the toe, off the heel, they're topping it, they're scrolling it, they're off the crown. Fitting does not help you when it comes to that. No. Neither do kick points or shaft weight. You just suck. I know that, that is dead wrong yeah tell him <laughs> tell him how fucking let me, wrong let me assure you well, you are dead wrong now kick point doesn't even exist by the way total horseshit when people oh high kick point means it hit it hits no. lower and low coin kind of all right the bend profile is just saying where the active section of the shaft is um so let's just take an extreme red board versus white board. White board, very loose in the ass end, but you're talking about us. Here's what people don't think about. Like um, one of the ways that, well, I could, I could talk for a hundred hours on this. So uh, I'll give you a good example on a long dry shaft, how like one little tiny thing can make such a massive difference. 
So my shafts are notorious. They have the, what's called the, the hoop section. I have the largest grip diameter on the market, which is, uh, I'll dumb it down, very stable. Uh, like a Fujikura up until very recently is known for having these long, I, I'm not a Fuji guy, just not, just not. Although they got it right on the Ventus, kills my soul to admit it, but they got it right. I was anyway. about to say the Ventus is, is a, is a good shaft, but all the rest of them, like the speeder garbage. Anyway, um, not a fan, not a fan, but, um, wait, I, and I'd love to have. Maybe we take a few minutes and talk about it you because know, it is a philosophy on how I, I have built a million clubs. I built a lot more than Edmund Watts does. You know, I'm just talking about, you know, the story you used to be at. Um, and I built them for guys with fucking fuel, rocket fuel swings. It would blow your mind how many of them can hit R400s because it's stable. And there's another thing too. We did some, um, um, some video um, the year I did Remax, so I had a bunch of my guys on video. Now at the time, I had six Callaway hitters on contract. Um, I can rattle them off: Brooks Baldwin, uh, Justin Moose, Aaron Mansfield, who's a freak. Uh, Mansfield's 155 miles an hour constantly. A um, few other guys, but anyway, we were videoing their swings. And my big deal when I sponsored long drivers, if you uh, at the time I had this banner, I'd had I had 11 guys. I only had one qualification to accept sponsorship for me. You had to be scratch or better. So every one of my guys could go out and drop a 72 or minimum or, or lower on yeah. you at any, I, I wanted them to be able to present themselves as a golfer. But what that also did for me is I was dealing with 11 golf swings as opposed to these bangers and the roid heads that everyone sees on TV and things like that. So we videoed them and I'm talking a matter of five grams when guys who are like Brian Pavlet plus six handicap, hundred and oh, Brian in his peak was in, probably I think faster than Kyle. That's that's debatable. Uh, but Brian at the time we were testing him was one hundred and forty eight to one hundred and fifty two miles an hour constantly with the fastest hands on the planet. Brian just parallel looked like a golf swing, but from there to there you could not see it. If we just change the shaft weight by five grams, what we noticed is guys, as they got lighter in the shaft, plus six handicaps, they know their swing. When it got too light, all of a sudden they would start on the outside because they could not feel the club. And then once, as any golfer knows, since we all suck, once your golf swing <laughs> sucks from the first movement, it's going to suck the entire time. So when they came out from the outside, they would get to the top and they still can't feel the shaft. They all did the exact same thing. And again, we're talking about 150 mile an hour plus handicap. They have no sensation of weight, so they will cast it. They're trying to create lag feel. Mm -hmm. So they throw it over the top. We started adding weight and all of a sudden they feel that head and the weight of the shaft. Mm -hmm. and they came under the inside Mansfield. The year that he competed last at Remax, he got to this. God, I'm gonna probably fuck up, and the trolls on the internet are gonna get me. He got to the round of 16. He did a session where he maintained 155 or better um, for 16 swings with an 
89 gram 48 inch shaft it weighed a million pounds and his i mean his dynamic hit spot was like yeah on the money he felt the club every time and just released it so what's a three wood uh shaft weight you know standard you don't have to 80 80 yeah so this guy was literally swinging of you said 48 48 inch, inch 48 inch now 48 it was a 88 gram raw 277 48 which to me and you would be about a 4x uh so jesus christ a 48 inch <laughs> shaft cut to us uh, usga 48 ends up being 46 and a half inches long say you're going to trim like seven grams something like that so he's still probably 80 80 grams 48 inches his swing weight was probably zz8 you know whatever the hell it was 155 all day long hitting the center of the face it's weight is a good thing and this is the thing i always tell people you know oh I'm, i struggle with driver and all that well number one driver is the farthest thing and by the way i don't want to talk about golf all goddamn day we all we we can get off topic and, no but I, want, but this is how i like talking about how i think right but uh, you know, hey, oh, I'd like to have a better driver, and and everyone wants me to build them this fire-breathing driver and all that. And you're like, and I ask them, well, why do you think you hit your nine? You know, oh, do you hit your nine good? Oh, I hit my nine perfect. Oh, I hit it 130 yards or whatever the yardage is, and oh, it's great, great. Well, why do you think that is? Oh, it's the loft. No, it's not the loft. The loft helps. The loft, the loft is imparting vertical spin and taking away, you know, vertical axis, or it's all vertical axis spin, no horizontal, but. It's because it's heavy. You're close to it. You know, you got a nine irons, probably what, 209? No, hell, it's 315 gram head, 130 gram shaft, you know, 60 gram. It's almost a full pound of shaft and it's close to you and you're making center contact. That's why you hit it so well. So I did some experiments. I'll, let me put it this way when it comes to weight. I don't know. Is it okay if we go on tangents like this? Oh, absolutely. When I went, I ain't got nowhere to be, brother. Okay, I have, I have no day. problem. And if they want to come online and con I'm at, I am at Cobra, sitting in Cobra's tour department and sat in on one of their covert ops missions. This is the year they're launching, not Zeal, maybe Zeal Encore coming into F5, but in that range. Mm -hmm. And they had put a graph up. You ever notice, like over the last few years, they're all Callaway and, and Cobra are leading the charge. They're selling tour length drivers. Is that just 45, like 45 inches? They're short. Yeah, they're shorter. Uh, short. mm -hmm. They had a graph up. Cobra had, um, so they have a golf course in Carlsbad. They, you know, have an affiliation with. And over a year and a half, they had taken 30,000 strikes on driver between 45 and a half and 44 and a half. So the only difference was shaft weight and they got it shorter. The dispersion rate, and I'm, I'm, I may be missing these numbers, but I'm not going to be far off. The 44 and a half inch driver on average was two yards shorter, two yards, and 37% straighter because they got heavy and short with a little more loft. So they knew that if they told the public, by the way, we can have you hitting it down a hallway. If you just get it a little shorter, you're going to give up two yards. Well, that freaks people out. It gets out their comfort zone. They want to hit it seven miles. I'm Bryson DeChambeau. I want to hit it nine. No, you don't want to hit it nine miles. You don't. Um, so 
there's a lot of philosophy about weight and length of club. And that's where I have a huge departure from retail. I just, I think retail really drops the ball on that. Well, what I think is funny is, is that everything that you're saying right now, most people don't know what the hell that means, especially like the average golfer, but people that are actually like serious about the game, they, they know exactly what you're talking about. And the thing is, is that when it comes to like actual performance of a golf shaft, you, you actually gifted me one of your shafts one time and said, I I said, Hey, I'm going to, um, you know, I, I gave you the specs of what I normally hit and you were like, no, you can't hit that in my shaft. You were like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get you what I think you need. You play that. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say. And the spin was never lower. And I, I had never had like, you know, normally my big miss is like a big cut. And if anything, it was a two yard fade every time, yep. two yard fade every time. And I, it would still be in my bag today if when I was going to a golf tournament, I had it in my travel bag and oh, no. snapped right in the middle. Yeah. But, I mean, so. How do you explain well, that, Rob? Well, <laughs> you throw a 30-pound bag in <laughs> golf bag. No, that would be the airlines. Oh. The airlines, U.S. international street yeah. hockey team playing with it during Let's, a change of flights. And they, yeah. No, but, I mean, it, 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 was, it was great. It was a talking point because I'd go out there and they'd be like, oh, what shaft is that? And I was just like, you're not man enough for this. You've never heard of it. Yeah, but yeah. it's the best shaft you'll ever hit. But so yeah, we don't have to talk about golf the entire time. Uh, we can actually talk shit. Let's about talk about it. whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> the Rob. shit you brought. How much is that worth, Sean? I'm not kidding. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, come to my car and and help me with your shit." And I go, "Okay." He takes out like a duffel bag, and I'm like, That's "Right, he has." And it, the duffel bag was just this. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, in front of us. Look, I'm a professional, right? Yeah, I prepared. Be prepared. Right. Let's be honest. Be professional, right? You know, shave, have a, have a nice attire on. I got my, by the way, wore this on Thursday at Whistling Straits. You look at, like Macho Man Randy Savage. That right, thing's right But <laughs> I'm going to come prepare it. And I didn't just bring bourbon. We have Weller's Full Proof, which if, look, if you get comments on your site, bourbonites will know this is unviable. You stand by. Blanton's unviable. Sam Houston 15. Uh, Eagle Rare, kind of expensive, very hard to find. Weller's Special Reserve, and we also have Jack Single Barrel Select. Very Ooh, good. I've had that. That's pretty. I'm good. just saying. I just wanted to be professional. Rob, I has, look at it. That what's your favorite? Rob had bar is like Bruce Wayne's library. Oh, There's yeah. just look, I'm shit all everywhere. All in. We'll have to. We'll, I'll post a picture up and link this site to it. But yeah, I don't play around. What are you I, saying, Sean? What was your favorite? What's your favorite whiskey on that table, Rob? On this table? Yes. Uh, Wow. Uh, You know, all right. So I'll preface this with this. The only ultra, ultra, ultra expensive bottle of whiskey I do not own is what's called a double rare eagle or a double eagle rare. Uh, Unbuyable. Double eagles are pretty rare in golf. They go for about twelve thousand dollars a pop, but I've got how the fuck much? Oh, easy. Twelve grand? Easy. I have a pack twenty-three and an eagle seventeen. It might take me five minutes. I'd get seven thousand a pop for it. 
Now, that's secondary market. But I always tell people this. Look, I have all the fancy shit. I drink 40 to $60 bourbon. I just do. Uh, I love uh, wild turkey, Kentucky spirits. Um, on this table, for me, taste, probably the foolproof or the Eagle Rare. Just me. Okay. All good, though. You know, And I tend to like a little bit lower proof, even though I'm going to contradict myself. The foolproof is $115. Uh, but... You know, I always joke like this. I buy bourbon exactly like I buy red wine. Kind of real rich, heavy, chocolate, vanilla, coffee. Oh, yeah. I don't like the fruity, mm -hmm. you know, 60-year-old grandma perfumes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, me either. Um, so, yeah, I just, I buy good stuff. But, you know, hey, man, that's my poison. You know, it's, that's what I do. So, sorry. Is that your go-to when you're actually playing golf? You bring your own booze to the golf course or? you know it's hard to sit there and crush 130 proof straight alcohol while you're trying to play around because you got about five rounds and it's all over so <laughs> uh, like i joke all the time i i i have access to the finest golf equipment on the planet earth i've made my wife two sets of clubs that most females would literally snip off of an arm for it. they would they would just kill their husband to have it and she just they just gather dust they might as well just have clothes <laughs> hanging on them you so, probably do. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, it's insane. I mean, yeah. custom made think this and you know that, and uh, I've had uh, custom heads made for and all that. Cobra actually finally sent me a set of Blair O'Neill heads. I'm like, uh, Tammy, these are like Blair O'Neill. Oh, that's that's cute. That's nice. Can we? So she just sits around and drinks. She goes on the cart and she drinks uh, margaritas, eats pistachios, and listens to Leonard Skinner. That's my afternoon yeah. on a golf course with. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, so the long answer to that was I tend to. I'm, I'm more of a. I do like the Marg. I I'm better on a whiskey than a beer. Beer, I get a little full. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That is true. Uh, I mean, you know, and maybe it's just. What me. is the best drink on a golf course? Like honestly. Oh, that is a good question. What's the your opinion? Wow. Best on course cocktail. John Daly. It depends, right? If it's early morning, it's probably a Bloody Mary. I'm a Bloody Mary guy. I oh, am. Yeah. I see. I'm not not a Bloody but, guy. But I could. That's one of those you can have one, and then it gets too bitter. Yeah. Um, wow, toughy. I mean, I can still drink beer, uh, but uh, probably a screwdriver for me. You screwdriver. Know? Yeah, a little a call. Maybe a little on the strong side. You know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, see, it goes with a morning round and an afternoon round. Absolutely. But yeah. Sean, Sean brought up you got a John Daly. Oh, and great. I used to slam John Daly's on the golf course. But today we went and played at a city park, and they have a different version of it. It's called the Juan Daly. Oh, God. It's Juan made with tequila. Made, made with tequila. <laughs> and let me tell you something it'll get you in trouble. Really? <laughs> it'll get you in trouble because you can't taste that tequila. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I got home and I was because on the ride I was like, huh, I feel pretty good. Like tonight's gonna be good. And then I got home and I'm like, ah, fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh, you guys had that cut water. You're like, the, like the Caprio of Wall Street. Exactly. The lewds hit. The lewds hit. Get the quaaludes, Donnie. I am not gonna die so. <laughs> Oh, I got to tell you my favorite John Daly story. My only personal John. I've met John. I met him back in the day when he competed. He actually came to Remax and competed one year. Really nice guy. Super cool. Uh, him and Sean Fister, um, were, 
They're both from Arkansas, really good friends. So I kind of met him through uh, Sean. Sean's a great guy. I love Sean Fister. Sean is one of my all-time best friends. So um, fast forward to, and this is right before I got hurt. I blew my back out finally doing long drive shit. But when I was still relatively competitive, you know, um, and again, I would be the type that would make it up and and run into a Brian or a Sean or a Kyle and just get fucking crushed. You know, I mean, they they're it isn't at the league. So I play the pro amp here at TPC. My pro is Carl Paulson, great guy. He was super cool, and uh, me and my caddy. Um, so being tight with Coburn at the time, I had all Cobra clubs. I actually brought one of Ian Poulter's pink staff bags and carried that. And just, I just wanted to walk down the fairway with both fingers up in the air. So I got, <laughs> I took, well, Cobra gave me both the Ian name bag and then they gave me a blank pink. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, wasn't an asshole and carry Ian Poulter's name, but so I have this flaming pink and there's a story of how they came up with the pink bag. But, so I carry this pink goddamn bag and we're the group behind daily. Well, I was a late entry because I had uh, gotten in through a tournament, uh, the Cancer Crusaders at uh, uh, okay at um, your course. What I have Alzheimer's. Where the hell? English turn. English turn. English turn. Anyway, so yeah, I was I like mean. a really late entry, so they put me down as like a fifteen handicap, and boom, I just get entered in on the uh, Wednesday pro am or the uh, Tuesday pro am or no, Wednesday 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 anyway, pro the cool yeah. pro am Monday pro am anyway. <laughs> so Wednesday is a cool pro. I show up and I had a. Me and my caddy purposely wore hula shirts and hula shorts. We looked like we should be in Hawaii. Like, look at this. <laughs> we didn't act. Sean, you appreciate that. Don't oh, you, you have to I mean, good on a golf course. We weren't being obnoxious, but just not taking it seriously, having a great time. Of course, I could mash it at the time. And, you know, we all know this. I'm on the range. And you know how, like, you're on. And I look over my buddy, Tim, Tim's a bartender here. He's an ex-Marine too. So I had like the right kind of kind of caddy, right? Cause he wasn't going to fuck with anybody. Mm. And we had alcohol just stashed everywhere in this bag. And, uh, I look over at him like, dude, I am, I am hitting driver. I am on. I mean, I can just tell the cylinders are firing. So we start playing and we start on like, um, four or five. No, hell no, no. We started on, you uh, on one or, one no, or no. We started on, uh, 12 or 13, we're starting on the back. So we're coming over up the front and we have this big south wind. We get like two holes into this. And my pro looks over at me and say, hey, 15 handicap my ass. He's like, dude, you're killing me. Because <laughs> he's hitting it from the ass, right? Well, he was just a great guy and uh, actually gave me a chipping tip. I'll never forget and things like that. So we just kind of hit it off. And we ended up giving his caddy drinks. Uh, his name was Munster, one of the greatest people I've ever met. I think he's still on tour, as a matter of fact. And, um, so I'm, I'm hitting driver. I am, I am on, I'm firing on all cylinders and we get up to 18 tailwind. Now my, my pro was like, just, he had a great spirit. He just having he was having a great time and he was one of those that he took his time. I'll give him a lot of credit. He went to the other players, you know, the, the amateurs and Hey, let me just show you. This. Yeah. I saw he was cool as shit, sacrificed his round. And, um, so we get to 18 and I'm standing there and he walks over to me and he's standing in my face and he goes, Hey, let me tell you something. And I could tell like his tone had changed now 18 TPC par five, right? Tailwind. Oh yeah. I'm hitting from the white. 
you know, because the amateurs hit from the wall. Right. He hits one out there, and he's like a two eighty guy, whatever. And I'm, I'm fucking murdering the ball. He goes, you see Daly out there, and and Daly had hit it right to the corner. <clears throat> and I can almost remember exactly how he said it. He goes, I want you to hear, listen to me, Rob. He goes, I want you to tee a ball up, and if you don't hit that motherfucker right in his head. I want you off this course. You are off my team. <laughs> you don't exist. Yeah. He goes, I want you to fucking <clears throat> hit John Daly with a golf ball. And I'm like, really? He's like, it's on me. You've got a free pass. Tee one up and hit it. And I teed one up. And as if though it had been ordained, I mean, I unglued on a ball and flew him and i flew it into that bank on the turn well we see all these heads do this and they're all looking back and they're all giving <laughs> us one of these and carl's like that's my and he's screaming yeah. on from there anyway we get up and um i fucked up the approach of course of course, of course. Sure. oh yeah you know where it went right that's your goal, but i was in the that's area that's but i noticed that john daly is standing there Just waiting and for he, is, you, he is waiting Oh, oh, fuck me. Carl's like, hey, man, I, I only told you to hit it at him. The rest is up to you. So <laughs> so uh, I I come up and uh, finish the hole. And John, now John's only like this tall to me. I'm 6'4". He's probably 5'10". And uh, John, he got right in my face. He goes, you had some bitches hit that ball at me? <laughs> I said, goddamn right I am. He's like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I fucking love it. And I'm like, oh. and of course, I'm thinking like, oh, thank God he's not going to have me. He's like, no, man. He goes, I thought it was freaking cool, man. He goes, you know, freaking ball. I said, I know how far you hit it. And he goes, all oh, my playing partners were furious at you, and they wanted to come back and fight. And he said, I looked at him. He said, hey, let me tell you something. Whoever that some bitch is back there, he just hit it about 340 on the fly. <laughs> he's not small. We're not going back there. We're going to leave him alone. You all move on to one. Yeah. You all go back up, and uh, so then I told him, "Hey, we've met, and you know, I know you through Sean Fister, and and we ended up having a great time. And he signed a golf ball for me, but it was just like I was terrified. I'm like, oh my god, John Daly is going to throw me off this golf course. And of course, if any other human in the earth that would have done exactly that was him, but yeah, so it was my one. Five minutes of fame with John Daly. I love oh, that. Who's, who's your Who's your John Daly of today on the tour? What do you mean? Like just the coolest player? Yeah, because I think, like for it, like John Daly is my favorite golfer of all He's time. The yeah. people's champion. He he is. He is. But Have you ever watched John Daly practice wedges? Oh, one handed. It is no, just just watched him at an event practicing his short game i didn't think he i didn't tell what he practiced oh my god it is mind-boggling and, and you know i'm not to go off with this is another tangent we can get into the bryson d shambo <clears> thing <throat> yes i know never bryson whatever one you get over it abb and now deep thoughts <laughs> uh, no john hits it so far and this, this uh, we, I'd love to have this conversation. Have long drivers never become pros because some of them have the talent. Is they are always hitting it so close, they could have a driver in ten wedges. Well, that's what John does, but he's got the 
the talent of a PGA professional. I've sat and watched him. We were in Florida and Tampa. Um, at the time, I didn't play golf. I was a tennis player. But we went and watched him play, and good Lord. I mean, just toying with it. It was incredible. So then he came here, and then now I make a point with, you know, educated golf eyes to watch him. His his short game is, is mind-boggling. Um, I, I think he is fascinating. Modern era, whew, wow. I don't know. The game has changed. Um, yeah, big time. Nobody will ever be as cool as, as John, unfortunately, but – well, you'll you'll have guys that'll be cool. You but, you're not you're gonna have guys that are ninth alternate winning a major cool. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's yeah, that's right. And well, any, won two majors, by the way. One at St. Yeah. Andrews. Right. Impressive. Yeah. Well, he's a bomb and gouger. I mean, he yeah, just, exactly. He, but he had well, yeah. to do it. You know, I think. <clears throat> and I can semi quasi equate it to you know who I build for. Uh, it doesn't really take an, a rocket science degree to figure out, you know, and I laugh on all these ridiculous, the USGA should be just disbanded. I think it's a joke. Some of these asinine rules they come up with now yeah. they're talking about limiting the ball. Every goddamn rule they come up with will make it easier for the monsters to beat the average, the Luke Donalds of the world and all that. They, they will never win again. It's never going to happen, but just look. You know, I, I say this, and it's the reason I'm and people will talk about the line of shafts I'm getting ready to introduce. The average golfer is getting bigger, better, longer, faster. They're beasts. Look at like ping. Uh, I didn't say it, but I'm gonna say it. They know it. If you're not a 330 off the tee right now, they don't even bother with you. And they have a waiting list. Look at everyone that signs mm. with ping. Monsters. Every for now. Champ, you know, this new guy out of South Africa. Bubba. Oh, man. He crushes the ball. one today. Dazenhout or whatever. Ben Dazenhout. Oh, yeah. no, you're talking about that tall Ping doesn't even use carbon yet, which they can, by the way. Thank God for the other manufacturers. They haven't bothered to do it because they don't need to. That's how good Ping engineering is. Um, but, um, yeah, but I just can't. I, I'm an anti-Ping guy just because I can't look at their fucking driver. You know, that is a great point. And that is another rabbit hole we could chase. One of the, I, this is, I am a firm believer of this. And it's really more so for the average person. I am a firm believer. If you don't look down and like what you see, I don't give a shit if it goes 500 yards, you will never like it. It will never happen. Totally agree. It takes a hardcore. I don't. I just want to see results, golfer. And like for me, I have a problem with that really rounded edge on the peel of a ping driver. I don't like it. Um, it's only recently that you know. For me, look, I'm a huge Cobra honk. Huge. I love Cobra. I love Cobra. I love Cobra. And to kind of support Cobra, you know, <clears throat> a they obviously broke from Titleist. A lot of people don't realize four or five years ago, they raided TaylorMade's engineering department and hired all of them. Tom Olsowski, the guy that invented every R-series club that ever existed and his top three engineers now work with Cobra. Um, Callaway. Callaway's it. I mean, they are king. Yeah, baby. They, their R&D budget is as much as all of the other ones put together. 
and I've been out there. I've been to the ECPC. <clears throat> I, I, I love 14 calories in that bag. <clears throat> I'm a Cobra honk. Uh, you will have to fight me for my irons. I use the Epic Forge Callaways. You know that. Oh, super expensive. Wow. Yeah, good. I mean. I, I literally bought three sets of them on Callaway pre-owned that were like in like new condition, just so I have them because I will never not use them. They're that goddamn good. But um, I forget where the hell I'd started me off on that fucking Talking panel. about looking down at the club. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you have to like it. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, whether it's the heel kind of strikes you funny. Thing. And I, I always tell guys if I'm, you know, even guys with gas, Hey, do you like that head? Because I get a lot of the times where they will, oh, I read online. This is really good. Well, do you like it? I think it looks like shit. Sell it. Yeah. I'm literally, won't even, yeah. I, won't even, I won't even talk to you, sell you a shaft, just get rid of it. What do you like? Because I'm sorry, core and CT limits have been maxed out for years. It's all CG manipulation now. We will make whatever driver you like. Do what that one did. It's just going to, we have to move the weight around, yada, 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 yada. So that that's actually a big, big thing for me. You got to like looking at it. You have to like looking at it. Um, and there are some manufacturers I couldn't look at if you paid me. You know, I mean, just, I just can't. Who's do the it. worst, you think? <sighs> well, you there know, you have a grade of clubs where they kind of slide off. You know, like some clubs to me are gorgeous, but I, my brain doesn't like like Titleist clubs to me are gorgeous. The new driver, gorgeous. The face of it, I love looking at the face. My one of my BFFs, you know, I've I've got three, is a ping staffer. I just can't do it. I I I know they functionally work. Um, now, ugly might be a bad term. I think Ping's done a lot to get into Forge and things like that. They were brilliant when they championed the flat black look. They really did do that. Um, believe it or not, the company I fought the worst on was Callaway because they have that very rounded head on mm -hmm. the driver. And I just, my brain kept saying, God, I feel like I'm trying to hit it with a ping pong ball. I got to get hit it on a spot that big. And then I hit the max LS and holy shit, that was the end of that. Mm -hmm. Um See, I love the the Epic Flash. Yeah, I, I had that in the bag for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great club, forty five inch. Oh, and and, and I get Cobras are not pretty. They have oh, <laughs> what about the new one that's coming? No, out? no, no, the, the, the new, new one. one. You know my problem with Cobra. Look, best friends work there. First name basis. We go by drinks for each other. Cobra, would you quit shape changing the shape of the fucking weights on the bottom of the driver head? Can we yeah. copy that to Cobra? Can we do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we exactly get Cobra golf on God, every goddamn year it's a triangle, then it's a trapezoid, then it's a circle, <laughs> and then it's like a mouse head, and then it's I don't know, a, a cotton ball. Callaway's had the same shit for what six years, same slider. Same yeah. weight, same screw. Yeah. Thank God I have one wrench. I just keep buying the same thing. So now I, I, I can leak some things. I will tell you that one of the things that Cobra Pimp Daddy told me, the only time he ever actually literally got into a shouting match at Cobra 
the year that Ping released the matte black driver series, the G400s. Mm -hmm. That was the year they released, I think, F7. Yeah, that was. And he yeah. literally begged and pleaded, for the love of God, would you guys quit making this orange, orange and, and blue, and make it all black? Nope. We're going. We're going colors. Ricky does move the colors. He does. Maybe not so much anymore. <laughs> and they did that, and he lost his mind. Cobra comes out with the, the black 400 series and absolutely dominated the market. And, yeah. Uh, well, and that is the thing, especially with Cobra. I feel like they. When it comes to their drivers and their market, their marketing, they just strictly market towards Ricky. But let's just, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that this, and I've said it before. Ricky is irrelevant right now. Yeah, Ricky is no like, longer. I follow on Twitter and everybody's like, oh, Ricky shot 72 today. Oh, he shot even fucking par. Guess what? I, I know a 68-year-old that did the same thing in English turn yesterday. Are we going to fucking make a post about that? Like... He's just, he's not moving the needle. Nope. He's hes in his mid-30s now, and he still dresses like a fucking 19-year-old skater <laughs> eating mushrooms. Like, can we, like... I have to go now. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'll be seeing you. You got a phone call, I have to leave. Uh, <laughs> listen, you went on the sexist rant earlier. I'm going on the Ricky rant right now. I just wish, I wish he would rebrand himself and focus on... I don't know playing golf playing golf yeah i will tell you so when i talk about cobra sometimes i'm being careful how i say it because i'm close well you have to yeah i'm very close to them yeah. um I mean, you have layman's your term i honestly believe that a lot of what we are seeing now and if you look at what he is doing now, he went back to the swing he had when he came in. You mean before he started working butch? Flat. Yep. Whiteboard, late release. Swing changes take years, though. Right. Years. And again, so me and you try to make a, a swing change with the four of us, right? Oh. We just go out and still we're horrible and have a great time. We all yeah. go shoot the shit and go to Hooters. He's making a swing change of guys averaging 69 around, you know. Um, so we all know the stories of swing change and, you know, like uh, Tiger Woods, the goat. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Tiger Woods annihilated, annihilated the world in 2000, 2001. He was only 0.4 strokes per round better than Mickelson and fucking drug him around like Mickelson had thrown an anchor out of the back of his car. Point four strokes is all it took to dismiss him from the planet Earth. So he's trying to make a massive change. And what he is now doing, I don't think that he dismisses anything. This is what I've been told. I don't think he dismisses anything Bush told him. And I think they have a great rapport. I think, I think to maybe a lot of different athletes, hey, the more traditional stack until which is what i think kind of butch teeth is that very stack and, yeah, I, do believe, and I believe in stack until but yeah um but i think what he said and it's kind of like hey you know what i like the way that club looks i think he just reached a point and like good lord i fought this enough fuck it this is the way i swing the golf club i'm going to swing it that way give him a chance now the color thing 
I, I've been sick of orange for a long time. And uh, now, you know, we don't have the luxury of seeing what corporates numbers are. Their sales are strong. Uh, obviously Nike is the king in the apparel market and things like that. But, um, but Bryson's light is so strong that I think it has diminished everything that maybe, yeah, it's an accent to Cobra, but let me tell you something. Cobra cannot make one length irons fast enough. They are absolutely massacred. No, as soon as Bryson started winning, yeah. I mean, every squirrel in the world. Every, do they work? Like, yeah. for the, like I don't know. You got to want to like them. I'll say that. Yeah. I've tried them. Now, I, I kind of do a little bit of a morph set. So I carry traditional okay. up to the... Uh, let me let me think about this because I like I love to fuck with golf clubs. I'm traditional to the six iron, and then my hybrids and anything bigger than six, I have it cut one length. And because I play short driver, I play a 44 inch driver. I'm six foot four, two thirty five. I play a 44. We can get into that rabbit hole. My driver weighs hundred thousand pounds. I'm I'm gonna out hit you every time. Um, Maybe not now. I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we don't have. A, it hurts when I drive. Um, we don't have a hitting bag in the studio. And... Oh boy. No, but I, I have. Well, I have made 44 inch drivers for some of my fastest guys. Every they, I'll tell you right now. I will put money on it. Money. I make ultra high end 40 ton plus graphite shafts. I don't give a shit what any manufacturer says. I don't give a shit what any fitter says. If you let me build you a steel shafted driver right now with a modern head, let me do it with the right weighting, you will never, ever, ever go back. You will never have another club in your bag. Well, didn't Jimmy Walker go back to a steel shafted driver? There's the problem. Okay. He tried it in the modern era at 7,600 yards. And that is where the public and pros to me i'm talking about and we, me we had this chat before we got on the air on how do you what is the driver for you know there mm. it is a huge misconception to the public um joe i'm joe average because that is probably the one area where i could leave the pros out i think he did that because goddamn i just can't get it in the fairway um if you've ever tried steel it is amazing it works and again i love to say this i've said this i've literally said this a thousand times and the reason i love saying it a thousand times is because it's true every goddamn time tiger woods destroyed destroyed i mean there was nothing but bones and dental records left in 2000 with a 43 and a half inch steel shafted driver it was a diamana or it was a dynamic gold X100 tipped an inch. You actually didn't because it was, you know, it's got a bore through head. And on the title is you don't tip on an inch and a quarter like you're supposed to. 208 gram head, um, 43 and a half inch. I've actually seen the driver. I've held it. Cobra still has some of theirs because they still make him clubs every year. Annihilated the world with it. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back, go back. Cobra makes Tiger Woods clubs? Let me assure you right now. Promise you. Right now, right now, they got a set waiting for him. Every manufacturer, all yeah. of them, make him a set of clubs and send it to him every year. I can, I can, hundred percent. Now yeah. I do know that, and I have a picture of them together. Cobra Pimp Daddy and Tiger are very good friends. And before he locked into TaylorMade, fourteen clubs on the way, knowing he'll 
never use them. He made them. And I do know for a fact he made him some heavy shit. And he's like, yeah, it works. I'm like, yeah, you killed everybody with it. But Tiger's got an ego. He's 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 hitting at 7,600 yards. He's hitting against the DJs. He's hitting against the champs. He's hitting against Bryson. You know, my opinion, the finest driver of a golf ball to ever walk the face of the earth, Rory McIlroy. It's my opinion, although he doesn't care anymore. Uh, <laughs> my opinion. I'm sorry. The guy put a quarter of a billion dollars in the bank at age 21, guaranteed yeah. in the Nikes. How the hell is your contract? What? I'm sorry. At 21, and I have a quarter of a billion in the bank. It's a miracle. I'd be in drug rehab in like six months. <laughs> I'd be at the Ford Clinic trembling. You give me a million and I'm in yeah. drug rehab. Oh, for sure. I'm in the fetal position, crying with comic books and peanut butter and never talk to another soul again with agoraphobia because I couldn't leave the room if I had a quarter of a million. <laughs> How much did Graham McDowell get out of him again? It was a lot. And they had that little joint venture. He got him for a nice chunk of change. Okay. He either needs to get divorced. Oh, yeah. Somebody be break into his house and steal his wallet and get him pissed. Indeed. I think if Rory got pissed, he'd be amazing. I mean, I I just, I've been at tournaments, and I got to admit, there was a Oh, when he turns it on, it's insane. Whoa. Dude, it, it's at, insane. at the Ryder Cup this year, we what, I followed him. And there were some spurts where, you know, like, he was in. Good. I'll say this. I mean, for me, the two finest long iron games I've ever seen in my entire life in person, and I will argue with anyone, watching Sergio Garcia or Rory McIlroy hit two irons is silly. It is silly. I mean, a, a dime impact mark on a two iron at pro level pressure. And we were at Whistling Straits and he bagged a long iron one day. And this fucker sitting there roping it, just 280, 280, 280, 280, 280, 280. And he came out. Well, I mean, if you all can't tell, I can talk to a wall. I flagged him down. Hey, yo. And he came. I'm like, I, I know he's waiting for the, can I get it? I said, can I just see your freaking two iron? And it was like, it was like, yeah, that's cool. Whipped it out, showed it. I mean, pee on this thing. And I was sitting there watching for 20 minutes. I mean, not not, not one off of it. And he went out and just mowed down that day. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge Rory fan. I just wish he cared. No, and um, <laughs> but you remember that run that he went on? I, I forget when it was, when he won the British. Oh, just went out of his mind. Just went yeah. out of his mind. If you ever go back and listen to him talk about that, it was the year that he was in like a, a three-way with Phil, Ricky, and him. That was Valhalla. PGA. Yeah, Valhalla. There you go. Perfect. Thanks, Sean. Um, and like Phil and Ricky, they were like high-fiving and stuff when they made Birdie. And Rory was on record saying he's like, y'all are high-fiving. Y'all are competing against each other. Like, I'm coming to beat y'all. Right. And yeah. he just – Oh, it's amazing. In mind. I remember I had just gotten back from my bachelor party and my wife's like wanting to or wanting to like talk to me. And I'm just kind of like, I got to watch this. Like, Hey, I love you, but mm -hmm. you're going to have to fuck off for a quick <laughs> 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 Oh, 
And it was just, it was crazy. But once again, it's kind of like that. What happened? Like, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's as, it's as detrimental as Ricky was since Ricky dropped so far mm-hmm. and Rory's still like, you know, relevant. Well, I think the competition too, man, it, the, these guys are just getting Everyone's better and good. better and better. Everyone's so good. Look at the top 20. I mean, and now it's not like you, they come right out of college, just ruined right. to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think we've all, all heard this. And and it sounds strange because like I'm older than everyone here, right? But you know you you are, <laughs> dude. I'm fart and dust. <laughs> okay, I got I got prescription. When you and your wife talk about how much you hurt in the morning, you're fucking old. All right, so all three of you can just fuck off. <laughs> anyway. God, I'm I'm gonna have no sales after this. God, this valve. Or it's gonna go up. Let's go out with a bag. Hey, I'm I make really good shit. I make really really good I'm shit. And I know what I'm doing. Anyway, no. So, um, what the hell was I saying? I got I got Alzheimer's too. God, dude, I, don't I don't even know what I said. I have no idea what I said. No idea. No idea. What I said. Talking about the competition being so. Oh yeah, good. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we literally, as cliche as it sounds. Literally, for the first time ever, have a generation of golfers who never saw Tiger Woods play a single round of golf. That's a goddamn shame. Think about that. No, no, but think about it. Well, they have because they played with him. He's still playing. Yeah, but he had (laughs) shit since Elon teed off on him with a southern eye. (laughs) We literally have a generation of golfers who only know him by fable. That's it. That is true. Because all right, I'll never forget. I was in the Cobra trunk, and and I was talking to Jeff Ogilvy, super nice guy, really really nice guy, and uh, we just got into a conversation about you know, hey, just just stuff, and I could tell he was in a spirit. You know, hey, far away, I don't mind. Tiger was still in in the day, and I can kind of quasi you know remember what he said to me, but I do remember the point very clearly. I'm like, you know, Jeff, what's it like to, you know, Tiger and just and that's when Tiger was at just full power, just eating his children and just a lion and killing the young. And the way he answered it was it was like, wow, I I I wouldn't have thought that. You know, it's one thing to know something, but here it comes again. And something said to you was he's like, Rob, when we're in the clubhouse and and it's Ogilvy's just sitting right there, just cool as shit. He goes like, we're in the clubhouse. He shoots the shit. We have a great time. Uh, he'll walk around and, and joke with everyone. He's, of course, he's got 20 more people than everyone else. And his Nike's coming in and yada, 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 yada. He said, and then, you know, normally he's in one of the last pairings and in, in, in the groups and things like that. He said, well, I've gone toe to toe with him in the last couple of pairings. He said, we'll be in there shooting the shit and all that. He goes, he goes, I've won the U.S. Open. I know what it's like to win a major. I know what it takes. I am top, you know, at the time, top 10 in the world. He goes, and his words, when that bastard walks out of that door, his focus and his literal will to tear your throat out is you can feel it. He literally wants to smash you on every shot at every time and you know you can't make any mistakes he puts that much pressure on his partner he said it is the goddamnedest thing i've ever seen because he's a nice guy and i play with him all the time he's like we're we're pga professionals 
he wants to stomp us into the ground and he can do it and there's nothing we can do about it and he said it's the goddamnedest thing i've ever seen and it was like wow to hear that come out of ogilvy it was a big deal i mean it like shit and see i feel like and you you bring up a very good point when you were like you know today's age the new the new kids coming in it's pretty much that of legends yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a today's pitcher hearing something about babe ruth yeah but you know him winning the masters in 2019 that was awesome that was, that was, that was the best thing i've ever watched oh, oh my god sports. i was in an airport and the guy next to me in the bar missed his fucking flight i would have too sitting there watching and he's like all of a sudden he's making we're on he's on like 16 here he comes and all of a sudden i can hear this guy's phone call yeah when's when's the next flight after that yeah and he hung up <laughs> and i looked over at him like are you trying to get a flight you say no i had one yeah. like <laughs> I, so now i'm mentally putting two and two together i'm like are you he's like no way i'm sitting I'm my not, ass right I'm now I'm yeah I, I was in my living room my son was ooh, two and i i just lost it so now to this day if my son sees me watching golf he goes daddy you watching tiger woods mm. yeah. and i'm just kind of like well tiger's not playing right now why well he decided to go 108 around a turnpike but you know it, he'll be back yeah and there is amazing if he oh he had like that spiral fracture like Alex Smith. It's a tough uh, Well, and and I told we we've told this story on the pod before. My wife is a OBGYN. No. And yeah, I did well. Um and, you kicked your coverage, right? Oh, oh God, by a mile. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievably. Exactly. Same. Exactly. You know, my job is pretty much a glorified hobby. But anyway, um one of her friends is an orthopedic surgeon, and he said if anybody else comes in with that injury, we amputate the leg. He's like, wow. He's like, but if Tiger Woods comes on there, you use all of your resources, you call yeah. everyone to make sure that yeah. you save that. I'll leg. never count him out, not after 19. No, absolutely not. No. He will come back and he will win some more tournaments. No, not to rag on Tiger because I'm a Tiger. Look, I, I, I firmly believe, and I think you would agree, and I even think if you're a PGA pro right now, cashing the size checks, you're cashing. You should always go up to Tiger and give him a tip and say thank you. Oh, absolutely. that's why you got the size checks you do. It's funny, like you know, Pimp Daddy. I talk about him all the time. They're good friends. He's like, let me, let me. Tell you. Oddly enough, Tiger is not good for sponsors. We get into that rabbit hole. There, his quote unquote Q values are negative. You ever wondered why he's only got Monster on the bag? Not yeah. a good marketing deal. He's got some some anyway. He's got a lot of history. But for and... golf, nothing better. I mean, he, just the viewership alone he drags in. But yeah, sponsors. He well, the, see, and I don't, I don't get that. I really don't. Why? Because he got some strange pussy back in the day. Yeah, that's it. it but yeah, but that but is, that is going away, right? Just, so, right. Like, just, but, I'm sorry, but, but, but you know what? I'm just guessing. Just guessing because I love Tiger. It's always something, you know. Little video, of this car, this, and let's face it. As many cameras that are on him and cell right. phone, it, he's just going to get critiqued to the nth degree. And I think it's just, you know, and we're in this bullshit, woke crap media frenzy that we're in right now. And fuck them all as far as I'm concerned. But um, sorry, Sean. Sean, no, this, this Sean. is your kind of guy. Amen. 
<laughs> I'm fucking in. If you're someone like Tiger Woods. I mean, you literally have a camera on you 24-7. They're, they're bound to see something that they don't like, yeah. and he's going to get critiqued. He just should have never got married. That's where Tiger went wrong. None of them should get married. Well, Sorry. I don't Have you seen some of their wives? I would argue, hey. yes, they should. Yeah, yeah a lot, a lot of them down. I think, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think PJ Pros have the hottest wives. What was the last time Duffner won? Duffner's wife left him, and there was a rumor Tiger boy? was banging her, dude. Like fucking Gollum. There was a rumor Tiger was banging her. He's got to her, by the way. That's what I hear. Like, because apparently he. Would he you has, like me to explain to it why he was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have the floor, sir. This is the official, okay? I won't say who told me this, but this comes from as high up in the food chain as you can get. Okay. But I'm going to equate it to a dollars and cents practical terms on what a fucking useless troll this guy is. Right. At the time when Callaway, so he had Callaway and another man, Callaway fired him, basically cut him from tour at top five in the world. Now, hear me out. Okay. Only the top 20, in the, and this is the way it was worded to me by a very high-ranking, I don't want to say who he was. This one I'll protect. But I asked him about, boy, what's the deal with Reed, you know? Oh, let me tell you. I mean, that's the answer I got. It took him. He didn't even have to think. He said, we only make money on the top 20 guys. You know, the DJ, the, the Kepka. You know, they will move the product because, you know, you're pretty much going to turn on Saturday and Sunday and see it and yada, yada, yada. And they're okay. He goes, this guy's top five in the world won the Masters. He goes, so I'm just going to word it this way. When you're such a prick, when you're a prick to the level that you win the Masters and we tell you to get the fuck out of our building <laughs> and we're making money <laughs> off of you, think about what that says. He goes, that's all I'm going to say to you. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, won the Masters, top five in the world, get the fuck off our staff. See ya. Don't let the clubs burn your way on the way out. Like, wow, I never thought he goes, he's that big of a prick to deal.